All right, we are going to start the conversation on ring number four, which is paying the price. This was an in-depth talk on discipline and man, was that amazing. I'm gonna throw it over to Tay first because uh, I know you've got tons of stuff to talk about based on being a professional athlete and how you applied all of the stuff that he was talking about. It was probably just review for you for stuff you already did. But uh, I, I'm interested to see how you applied all this and what you took down. Yeah, this is, man, so much. I can literally have another hour with you guys just talking about it, but I'll uh, try to use a lot of this time and not be selfish. Uh, uh, just so much. And it was awesome to hear some of the things that uh, he said because uh, when he talked about the trigger words and he say some of those things, it literally takes uh, took me back to while I was playing and understanding the concept of those things. I think uh, when you're in the moment, you know, when you're doing something that high, that's high intense, like you don't have time to sit and just analyze a lot of things because it's, everything is coming at you so fast. So you need those trigger words to remind you of going back to the basics, going back to the foundations of what you've already put in the work if you've already did, like you said, the repetition and practice over and over and over. So you're not uh, reacting out of uh, negative uh, negative sense, but you're reacting out of things that you already know. Uh, so one of the things that he said uh, that he said was, uh, "We don't do what we know; we do what we learn." And I think that's important, especially for this business. And just going back to football, like with us, just thinking back, like playing days, like we would get in practice, and sometimes uh, you would hate it because coach wants to see you run a play over and over and over and over, and he's not like making you do this because he's trying to discipline you to like, we need this perfect, he needs to like put you in situations and run this play in different uh, different defenses, different type, just different circumstances so you understand the concept of regardless of what's happening, it's not what they're doing to you, it's not how you're reacting to it, you're learning this play. So it was just us seeing this same exact play in different type circumstances. So I think it's the same thing with us, like you have to consistently be unlearning and relearning, unlearning and relearning. What you did in the past, probably won't work today. So you have to unlearn that and relearn something that's going to work for you today. So I thought that was uh, super important. And one thing that he said uh, that really just probably resonated with me the most, he said, whatever you're going through becomes you. Uh, and I just love that so much personally, because I think many times when people are going through things, they think, you know, they did something wrong or something that's wrong with them. Uh, so for me, it's always uh, just taking a, taking a step back and stop asking, like, why is this happening to me? and start asking yourself, what can I learn from this? How can I get better from this? And I think when you do that, it gives you a different mindset. You start, you stop looking from a place of being a victim and you start working from a place of being a victor, looking from a place that, you know, regardless of what I'm going through, it's, gonna, it's only gonna last for this moment. It's only gonna last uh, for this particular season in my life. So how can I grow through this opposed to a continue to sit and let it happen to me? I, so I thought that was super important. Uh, and just going back to repetitions, everything. Same with this business. Like you have to continue to like do the things over, do the hard things over and over and over, have the conversations over and over. And I think once you do that, what you understand is uh, many times when you're reaching out to people, either customer or distributor, like you're gonna get some of the same questions so when you get these, uh, you can call them crazy questions, stupid questions, dumb questions, a lot of times 
in the beginning, it, it affects you in the way where you don't understand. And over time, it's like, why do people ask these simple questions? Then they go to like, you already know what to say. So you just go to your strips and you've seen this because you've gotten this before. So it's a matter of just having those uh, understanding, like you're going to continue to get those things. Uh, and then this one, uh, I'll share two more things with you guys. I love that he said, the greatest force in your, is in your life is habit. And then he said, habit run your lives. And when he said that, it took me back to, we was doing a Zoom, me and Carrie, uh, and one of the leaders, one of the people on our team asked Carrie, like, what do you do on the days that you don't want to get up and run your business? And she said a response that I didn't expect her to say, but it just kind of uh, took me. And I was like, wow, that's super powerful. And she said, I don't run my business based on how I feel. I don't run it uh, based on my emotions. I run it based on my habits. And I think that's super important because there are a lot of days you aren't going to feel like doing the things that you know you need to do. But if you've already set that system up in place, you already know uh, the income producing activities that you need to do on your six list, then regardless of how your day going, you're going to do these things based on habit. You've already integrated this as a part of your day. Like this is a part of who you are, not just for your business, but for your life. So I think you have to uh, start setting those new habits and uh, understanding that those are the things that's going to allow you to do things when you don't feel like it. You don't build based on emotion. You build based on habits. So, and then the last thing that I'll share with you was when he was talking about uh, your brain is always looking for what's important to you. Uh, so I think you have to get clear on what's important to you. You have to, uh, yep. You have to really uh, be the loudest voice in your head. You have to have more influence over you uh, than other people, especially people who are close to you, because many times uh, they only want to see uh, the parts of you uh, that, uh, uh, that resonates with them. And many times that's the negative part of you. Uh, so I think you have to be the, uh, the most important voice in your head. You have to know what's important to you. You have to know who you want to be. You have to know what you want out of life, and you can't settle for less. You have to continue to show up around the people that you know that's going to call you up and pull you up and just continue to believe in those things and continue to speak good things about yourself. Like he said, every single word that you say matters to you. So you have to stop downplaying yourself. Stop saying these things that's going to only uh, bring you down or, or create uh, doubt in your life. You have to start speaking faith over yourself, over your business. Yep, it is, buddy. And I think you just have to continue to treat yourself as you want other people to treat you. And that is being a person who is super influential, super important, and a person who deserves success, a person who deserves the dreams and the goals that's on your dream board. So I think as you start to see those things, not necessarily saying like your life is going to change right away, but you're going to start seeing things in a, in a different perspective, and you're going to start taking action based on the things that you want, opposed to the things that people are telling you that you can't deserve. So uh, that's what I got. It was just so much good in this and I just can't wait to see what you guys got to say to me and my guy Asher here. <laughs> well, beyond all the amazing stuff that you just said, exactly. See, I want to point out the fact that he is learning directly from watching you, even though he may not understand what you're talking about, it's going in audibly and he's hearing it and he's learning it and he's going to react and do things based on what he's seeing from you because it's a part of his life. So that, that's something guys, that's amazing. If, if you get a chance, you should actually share these uh, with your children or watch them with your children uh, because they obviously pick up more by it being osmosis than you forcing them to sit down and watch things. So, you know, listen to these things when your children are around, they'll pick up more than you know. Uh, and to give them more to pick up, let's throw it down to Chad and see what he got. Man, 
I love this one, you know, and I, and we can't talk about discipline without starting off with my all time favorite discipline scripture, which is Hebrews, Hebrews 12, 11, all my every man and warrior guys know it, right? Because I think what, what this scripture does is it helps us to bridge the gap between discipline being a bad word and something that we're, we associate with punishment to something that we associate in its proper context of being a disciple, which I think we all want. And, and what it says is that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of peace and righteousness for those who have been trained by it. So what I'll tell you is very few people ever have peace and righteousness because very few people are disciplined. So you and I, first of all, we need to believe that it's important. And once we believe that it's important, we have to go to work on creating those habits that lead to the discipline, which will allow us to do the things that we don't feel like doing that we know we should do, because that's exactly what commitment is. is it's doing what we said we would do long after the feeling we set it in has left us. So, which is absolutely necessary to be successful in this business. You can't willy nilly do it when you feel it in this business, unless you're just looking for a couple extra hundred dollars a month. If you want to build something significant, then you have to have the habits. You have to have the discipline over time that will lead to all the beautiful things that we get by being disciplined. So um, I, I love so much what he said. He said, who is in charge of your software? I think we, we have to take ownership and realize that we are in charge of our software and anyone that's training us is doing it because we've given them permission to train us. So we have to ask ourselves, who have we given permission to train us? What do we believe and why do we believe it? Do we just believe it because someone told us to? I think a lot of times, I know myself as I was growing up, I, I thought, I, I believe this, why? Well, it's because my parents believed it, you know, because so much is, is caught and not taught. So if you're running around your house listening, your parents are like, love, love, love this, then you just grew up loving that. And if they like, don't like this, don't like this, don't like this, you kind of grew up don't liking it. And then one day you have to ask yourself, why do I really agree with this or not? And yeah. if I do, then why or why not? So that was a, uh, a big one for me. And let's see here. My iPad's being, it's not being friendly right now. Okay, there we go. Um, and so I love, you know, he did that. I don't know if you guys had heard the, the toast most and all that stuff, but it never clicked to me like this, like how we're literally being programmed, whether we like it or not. I mean, it's just, it's just the truth. Uh, Tay talked about that one. I love when he said habits are submarines. Words are important to me. And I, I know for some people, visual is more important and some people words, I'm a words person. So when I hear something like, Failure is the fertilizer of success. I go, wow, I want more failure because I want more success, right? But habits are submarines. They run silent and deep. That's huge. So what are our habits? You know, do, do we have any? And are they good or are they bad? I think it's important we take inventory of that and say, here are my actual habits that I have right now. These ones are good. These ones are bad. Uh, let's Let's have new habits that are good that we can implement into our life. Maybe get rid of a couple of, I mean, no one wants to have the trachea, whatever it's called, and be smoking out of your neck. That's clearly not a good habit, right? The four cornerstones of habit, uh, you talk about owning up, taking ownership of healthy and unhealthy habits, 
um, that, that takes time and not like a week, six months, right? A dynamic routine over six months that has to be daily. And, you know, he mentioned my, my book that I haven't ordered yet, which I need to, which is the psycho. The, I just, I just love the name of that psycho cybernetics. I just feel like I'll be smarter when I, when I read that book. Um, and then the new environment, you know, we talk about new environment all the time that you're some of the five friends you hang out with the most birds of a feather flock together. And so our environment has to be right. Okay. Go over that one. Um, visual images. So, so powerful words are powerful hearing, reading, seeing, doing. Okay. This is the last thing I'll say is this, I put, I highlighted this page big time and I put most important. So for me, this was the most important takeaway of the whole thing. And the imagined self. That's the goal. And that's the visual visualization, right? When you look at a it works chart, where do you see yourself ultimately? And, and, and don't just go, oh, I don't see myself ambassador, so why try? If you see yourself diamond in your ruby right now, get it done because by the time you get to diamond, you look again at it, now you'll see further and you'll see further. So that's the, the goal. Practice the right things over and over. That's the pre-play. Once you play reaction and feedback, plan, do, review. Plan, do, review. That's how we get better in the Army AAR after action report. Three things that went good last week. Three things that went bad last week. Let's do more of the good. There's habits in there. Let's do less of the bad. Remove some of those toxic um, activities maybe that we're doing in our life. You perform well or not well, reinforce positive, positive reinforcement, uh, good goal, good pre-play, bad performance, positive feedback anyway, constant positive feedback, goal, practice, performance, reinforcement, goal, practice, performance, reinforcement. So I'll stop with that, Tay and Joel, um, but I don't know, Dennis Waitley feeds my brain and I just, I just love, I love the idea that he spent so, many, so much time with Olympians and he traveled all over the world and he hung out with Olympians because talk about mindset. I mean, you're, you can't have a higher mindset than of an Olympian that's operating at that level. So I think we're getting incredible information from a source that truly knows what they're talking about. And they're not just like, oh, I've got this theory that someone wrote in a book that I learned. And I'm going to tell you it too. This guy's lived it for 50 years. So good stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, this series, I've taken so many notes. I, th I think I'm like um, writing my own book based on notes. Um, what I wanted to talk about, obviously, is the, the thought process of discipline because of the fact that when I started this, we were talking about how discipline is a word that everybody cringes at the moment that they hear it. And the reason why is because everyone associates discipline to punishment and criticism versus what they should actually be associating to, which is learning and creating habits. Because discipline came from the word disciple, which I love that because disciples were followers. Disciples were people that were learning from the master. So if you want to be a master, you have to learn the habits needed to get there. You know, we don't do what we know, we do what we've learned or observed. Discipline is doing within while doing without. You have to create your autopilot or somebody else will create your autopilot for you. 
And like he said, they are spending billions of dollars a year to create an autopilot that serves them and their needs, not yours. So what are you doing to reprogram yourself? The greatest force in your life is habits. 80% of what you watch and hear from media is negative. So what are you doing to counteract that? Habits run your life. 80% of your activities that you do on a daily basis are derived from habits that you've either created for yourself or have been created for you. So he spent a lot of time on pointing out that a lot of what you do and what you know, you had trained to you or you were trained without your approval or knowledge. It just happened because of what they, you know, will put the they and who's they, they in the sky wanted you to become. So you have to be the complete opposite and aware and awakened that you need to reprogram yourself for success. Uh, Chad went over the four cornerstones of habits, which, you know, those were super powerful, but I love when he starts talking about visualizing your success. You have to do as much mentally as you do physically. In your mind, you can visualize it perfectly every time, even if in reality you stumble, you fail, you don't hit your goal. You have to continually visualize yourself having success. That's why he was talking about having your dream board. Your dream board is important because it gives you an idea of where you want to go. But if you're just cutting out pictures of houses, cars, money in the bank, things like that, you need to internalize it and make it even more personalized because that's when it sinks in. Uh, talking about images and words, he said, words are just as powerful as images, especially the things that you say to yourself. You know, things that are said to you have an impact, but what happens is when somebody says something to you, are you repeating it to yourself? Because when you repeat it to yourself, it becomes ingrained. That's why visualizing is important and what you say to yourself is just as important. Everything you say has an impact whether you realize it or not. He calls it the visual motor rehearsal. You make your practice in your mind permanent by what you're doing. Pre-play is the practicing the right thing over and over and over again in your head so that when you do it, it's almost like it's autopilot. But then the replay of what you did is more important than the pre-play because when you've actually done something, you have a choice. Was it successful? Awesome. Replay that over and over and over again in your mind. Did you not do it? Was it a negative outcome? Replay it in your mind as a positive learning experience versus focusing on it as a negative. So when you're replaying everything in your mind, replay it as if it was a positive. You're positive reinforcing every activity, whether it was a positive outcome or it wasn't the outcome that you wanted. So you didn't hit your promotion this month. Guess what? You're closer to it than you were last month. So guess what this month's going to be? The month that you hit it. You don't hit it again. Guess what? 
I'm still closer than I was last month. You know, when you're positive reinforcing things, it causes you to focus on the optimistic side and the good side, which as we know from what John Maxwell says, when you speak it out there, all of a sudden you will start looking, seeing, and encountering the things that are going to help you get there. You have to have a victorious cycle, not a vicious cycle. If you speak the negative things, you'll do the negative things, which will cause you to have the negative things, which will cause you to speak the negative things over and over again. That's the vicious cycle. When you have the victorious cycle, that's when you're getting into the positive reinforcement. And when it's a positive, it begets positive action, which ends up eventually creating positive outcomes. Winners are always busy doing within while doing without. They are doing the things that they need to habitually learn so that when it's time, their autopilot brings them to success. So my challenge for you today is to take a look at what you are doing for your business to create habits that will cause you to be successful. I love what Tay said about Carrie. You know, that's exactly what Steph has always done too. And I'm sure Jerry does it. It's not doing this business based on what you feel, but doing it based on the habits and the discipline because you've put those things in place to give you the success. So if we're sitting here, three people that have amazing successful wives and amazing successful businesses based on habits and discipline, I think you guys should take a look at what your own habits and disciplines are for your business so that you can become successful and share those and change other people's lives. Guys, go out and make it an amazing day. We can't wait to see you here again next time. See you later.